Welcome to X-Rated Movies, part two of our Angels in America exploration. Angels in America-thon. <laughs> the, oh, there you go. Okay. Uh. Episode two, in vitro. That means in the womb. In the womb. Not uh, a lot of talk of babies, but a lot of talk of parents in this it, one. Is it the womb? What's in utero? In the uterus? Oh, in vitro. No, in vitro. F- well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It is vitro. I, I was thinking in utero, yeah. Vitro probably means veins. Oh, probably, yeah. Veins. Yeah, that makes more sense. I don't know. <laughs> we should have looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> like what else Jeffrey Wright was in. <laughs> yeah, and also I was supposed to look up that production designer's name. <laughs> we episode got four three. more of these to go. So. <laughs> We're just dangling these things. Maybe by episode six we'll know who it is. <laughs> So, uh, Angels in America is a gay fantasia. It's actually two plays that was, you know, and there's Perestroika and Millennium something. I can't remember. Millennium Approaches. Yeah. And um, so this would be act two of the first play, which I can't remember which one is first. Millennium Approaches is the first one. Okay. So this w- this basically episode two that we watched would be like act two, mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, traditional low point of a play <laughs> this is where we get to the heavy shit mm-hmm. and uh pretty heavy pretty it's, yeah it does not disappoint one. if nope. you're into to heavy shit very heavy on the drama yeah um so i saw this play in theaters a couple years uh, ago the, all the whole the thing? whole thing okay. yeah mm-hmm. it was like uh millennium approaches was like 2 p.m to to 5 p.m or something okay and then there was like an hour break and then you'd come back at six for the last three parts. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this specific chapter, I'm like, works much better as a movie. Mm. And I think because, you know, when you see a play, they kind of always have to talk in a certain manner. Right. It's hard to be quiet and intimate. Oh, yeah. And like, there's a scene at the bar where Joe and the uh, Christmas Roy, scene. The Christmas scene. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ryan, I have this little theory that we're in, you know, the other side of the looking glass where every movie's a Christmas movie. Starting a Christmas season. This is what we've done for ourselves. I swear, I haven't watched a movie since. It's just like, you know, I watched The Great Escape last week. It, like, takes place partially on Christmas. You watched Invisible Man. Oh, my God. It's insane. Uh, it's really, I feel like it's, like, being inserted. And if I watch a movie that I know isn't any Christmas in it, like, I'll watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit. There's going to be, like, a fucking yeah. Christmas tree in it somewhere. So, I already know it. Yeah, so, uh, no, there's a scene at a bar, and, like, that scene works much better at a bar, and even though, like, it takes place, like, in a play mm-hmm. at a bar, the idea that they're sort of, like, especially, like, you know, Roy's drinking, and he's kind of gotten to that loose place where you've had too much to drink, well, and you're a little wobbly, he's rubbing his back, which is also, like, part, like, hitting on him, also part, like, devil on the shoulder oh. sort of thing going on. And it also could be read as, like, because they're talking about fathers, he's like, I'm your dad. Yeah. You know? I'm just comforting like a dad would. It works better in a quiet situation than oh, in yeah. a theater space. And the camera's so close to them. Right. We're right there. And and just, like, the way that, like, the camera frames, like, it'll sort of, like, you know, uh, uh, zoom in on Al Pacino and get, like, cut Joe out of the frame. Like, there's a lot going on that just works better in a movie than a play here. Yeah. Um, it was good. And, you know, like, in a play, the the like, the last fight sequence where it's, like, Pryor and Lewis are breaking up and Harper and Joe are breaking up. Like, on a play, it's all they're all on stage together and right. they're, like, 
interacting with one another, which is cool. Like, it's fun to watch, but I kind of think it works better here. Mm-hmm. Like, I like separating the two, but still intertwining them. For whatever reason, maybe it's just the performances, but it sells it more here to me. Just a couple things. I guess th- I'd have to fact check myself, but I heard this place premiered in Seattle. I like Seattle Rep oh. in, like, 94. Uh, or maybe it was like the West Coast premiere or something like that. Okay. And they did part one as their season closer and part two as their season opener. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Seattle's got a, a history with Angels in America. I see. Well, when I came to school at University of Puget Sound in 1999, the theater department, I did some plays and like everyone was talking about Tony Kushner. Oh, sure. And I think they had just done A Bright Room Called Day, which was, I think, the play he did like one or two before this or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. So, um, he's, he's like a buzzwords, but I think it was, there was something tied. I kind of remember something along those lines. So you, you, you might be right. Yeah. You have to look into it, but, um, were you in that play then? No, that was before I went there, oh. but I was in long time listeners will remember from the, uh, bitter tears of Peter episode. <laughs> I was in a Tony Kushner one act called transference last mind smerta nicht verloren sign or ambivalence you didn't mention that it was a tony kushner joint it was a tony kushner play, oh yeah. fun so yeah it was just a one act but um it was a lot so of you've wrapped your lips around his wordy dialogue oh my god carpusculence car- car- no what did he say <laughs> carpaciousness yeah, something Jesus. like that no one's, oh my god i mean yeah. i love it but like like don't take away my con compunctionness over my Florence Nightingale something something. Oh boy. It was it, it was, was a mouthful. Florid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a flowery language yeah. there. But this act introduces a Belize. Belize. I believe their name is. <laughs> so good. Mm-hmm. Fun. Once fun, fun. again, Jeffrey Wright, good man. Good jacket. I love that jacket when I thought it. that too. I was like, this is cool. That a very modern jacket. Yeah. That's not a drag queen's I mean it could be a drag queen's jacket, but like it doesn't look outlandish. It looks cool. Yeah, no, super cool. Uh, comes in throwing glitter, and I just instantly thought of like the poor janitor that's gonna have to like. No. Like, good, good. You'll uh, never get that glitter out. Script consistency, because then when we get the shot, like the, looking the, down on the glitter, yeah, still there. Yeah, I thought that too. Good job, guys. Yeah, a little attention to details goes a long way. Yeah. Also, in that moment, just before he like after Belize leaves, there's a shot I've, I don't think I've ever seen before. Where it's like he's in his hospital bed, but the shot is from behind the bed elevated. So we see his mm. head and looking up at the ceiling. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what an interesting angle. I don't think I've ever That angle seen comes that. back. Okay. I remember that part. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it like stood out. Yeah. I don't remember as many lines in this. Honestly, during like the, the breakup sequence between Pryor and Lewis, I have definitely yelled, you animal, you idiot, in, like, really bad fights before. And I've definitely pulled it from here. Mm. You're using lines (laughs) from movies in your fights? Yeah, yeah. I mean, not, like, all movies, just this one. Okay. I mean, it's a very affecting line, even when he said at this time, like, because I agree with him. Like, that's what's going on, is, like, I'm 100% on Pryor's side in this. And he looks... So sick. That's another thing that, like, the play, when you watch it on stage, doesn't quite get across. Because, like, we get these close-ups of Pryor's face, and, like, he's got crust in his mouth, and his eyes look bloodshot, and his, like, face is chapped, like, especially, like, under his nose. Like, those are little details that, like, the play loses. Yeah. 
And, but they're really affecting. It's like, how can you leave someone when they're like this sick? Yeah. Like, like looking at him and having to break up with him and just, yeah, it's hard. He's just so visibly sick. Uh, another thing we get in this episode on that note is Roy Cohn is uh, getting disbarred or he's going to try and be disbarred. And so, I mean, we can get to the pol- political part of it, which is like the ugh, most relevant today. thing. Um, but the part where he's like, go take a walk to the one lawyer. And then he's like talking about how like, this is, this is like bile and like yeah this is like bodily like churning and things bowel movements and blood red meat and then suddenly all the like shitting blood comes back and like uh yeah it's like we're talking about you know corporeal wasting away gross stuff Mm -hmm. so it's like i think it's important that that is brought up because and 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 keeps i think it is a theme that keeps coming through this this like there's the like spiritual part of yourself and then this like body yeah and then like the people who have aids in this are going through gross body shit well i mean even uh joe with his three wieners uh regular coke and pepto-bismol like when he's breaking up like he starts coughing up blood like he has like a a mild old well probably not mild if he's coughing up blood it's consumption uh yeah (laughs) but it's like his turmoil is manifesting physically as well. Yeah. Uh, and you just, I don't know, there's something about Joe that just reminds me of being in the closet where he just talks about like burying it and how he prays that like God will like destroy him and break him into pieces and start him over. Like all that stuff like hits really home of just, you know, because, like, I was never, like, super flamboyant. Like, you know, when I was a kid, you know, uh, was it Louise Belcher style? I was just like, oh, I guess I just wasn't meant to have a good life. Mm. <laughs> uh, and, like, when when you can pass, like, that's sort of the mentality you take. Like, oh, I just won't have a good life. Yeah. I'll just do this forever. Yeah. And, yeah, a lot of what Joe says, like, rings true. I, w- I found Joe's character interesting in this act because he, it starts off with him talking about that dream about wrestling with an angel Mm -hmm. and then when we cut then you jump to the scene where um roy khan is talking about like you can be the sun or there's the sun and you can block it out like you can be Mm -hmm. you have this power now so like you know sun is always like associated with god and things like that it's like you have the dark power within you to help me and so like he's like pitching it as this idea of like this is a way you can win. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. And also uh, just going back to him, like getting the consumption and I have one more pin after that. Oh my God. Um, my therapist used to always say lies make us sick. So yeah, mm. lying to yourself is definitely going to manifest in some other way. And last thing, Oh my God. I just thought it was interesting that he's drinking Coke because uh, you know, Mormons can't have caffeine. Oh, you're right. You're right. So it's like that's where the cracks are starting to show. He's like, Oh, I wash it down with Coke. Yeah, you're and right. And it's like and then the next thing we know he's like in Central Park at four AM calling you know, cruising. To me, like Central Park at this time uh, of of history, sort of like uh you know, the cruising era where I'm like, if I could go back for two weeks, I'd like to actually like go to Central Park. And, like, just see exactly what was going on at, like, 4 a.m. Like, I want to see, like, real life, like, dick zombies cruising. Like, Yeah. uh, And it's, I mean, again, this goes back to, like, Stranger by the Lake territory where it's, like, they know. 
that this deadly disease is spreading through the gay community, mm-hmm. probably through sex. Like that's all established by eighty five. Yeah, but they still do it. Yeah, you know they and they try to be safe. Like there's that scene with the daddy. Yeah, who lives with the his dom. parents. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I, and Louis, like, get my best to mom and dad. That's the sort of shitty thing I would say. <laughs> I mean, I love it. And the guy slaps him. It's like a good bitch slap, too. Yeah. It's not even like a manly punch. It's a bitch slap. <laughs> I did enjoy it. I did enjoy that scene, too, because he's like, no, what, boy? And he's like, uh, oh, oh, no, sir. sir. Gotcha. I know this, uh, this game. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, you know conservatives love the idea of like well just if you didn't have sex you wouldn't have this problem and right it's like, fuck you uh look how good staying celibate works for you assholes <laughs> no point to every catholic priest ever <sighs> but yeah the, the scene with roy and joe and uh was it mike the other lawyer i didn't catch his name um he's he's only in that one scene he's not an important character okay. but just when they're talking about republicans like staking their claim in the supreme court and like all like the the uh, appeals courts and federal benches and things like that and landmines just, he calls them. landmines and it's just like how it's like you know we're gonna put an end to affirmative action and secular humanism uh bring back real american values and i'm just like oh you want to like like it's just so weird it's like this is just pure like rich white male fantasy stuff like just clear the way for us deregulate get out of the way like you get in this lane or you get out and uh it's just it's so ugly and it's it's also so weird to think that like we've all known that this is what republicans want for all this time at least yeah and and yet we're still putting donald fucking trump in the white house yeah but it's also just like you know with Amy Conan Barrett, like, giving, like, the Republicans or conservatives, like, a solid, like, 6-3 majority on the Supreme Court. That it's just, like, fuck. Like, they've been going after this for decades. Yeah, this is their, this is the end goal, is to have a stranglehold on power in America. Yeah. Like, in every branch and forever. It also, like, when he said we have a, a lock on the White House until 2000, maybe beyond, it's like, a millennium, like, millennium approaches, and they use uh-huh. 2000. But it also reminds me of like how butthurt conservatives were when George H.W. Bush lost his reelection bid and how so much of the shit lobbed at Bill Clinton was just like petty, petty politics. Oh, yeah. Like they weren't even upset with his policies. They were just upset that they he wasn't the right party. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is the sort of fucker that's like pushing administration officials like, no, no, no. We can't let this happen. Like a Democrat in the White House, this is absurd. Yeah. It's weird to see something, like you can't even call it prescient because he's just calling it out. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that. this has been their their standard operating procedure at least since Nixon. Yeah. So why are we so surprised? <laughs> I guess, yeah, we shouldn't be. It's, ugh. And, and who's voting for these assholes? I don't know, like... Yeah, it's just... It's right there. This is their goal. (laughs) I don't understand. Yeah, they're just like, be rich and white or get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. Or or give up anything, you know, like uh, Roy Cohn's had to do, like, give up his his 
queerness, give up his, his Jewishness, uh, and get with these goys, these, these rich winners. white goys, and yeah. Uh, yeah, sacrifice the things that make you distinct. I see, yeah, I see so much. Like you said last episode that uh, he was an advisor to Donald Trump, and I just see so much in it because it's like the last episode when he's talking to uh, uh, Dr. Hoggett, and he's like, "You, if you say I'm a homosexual, I will sue you and destroy you." Right? And it's like that's exactly what I Donald Trump always systematically does: systematically destroy you and your practice. And even if I'm wrong, I can tie you up in legal battles forever until you don't have any money. Yeah, because I have more. Yeah, and that's the kind of mentality we're dealing with yeah it's, it's just crazy to see it here in a, in a play that was written in like the early 90s this is somebody who already saw this coming down the pipe mm-hmm. yeah probably no. in like the microcosm of new york or something but i don't know it's fucked up although i i am a little surprised where where when uh joe tells lewis he's like i voted for reagan twice he's like you did it's like <laughs> reagan won in a landslide you should assume that most people voted for reagan yeah like, don't clutch your pearls at that. Like, even Washington went for Reagan that year. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Lewis considered voting for Reagan. <laughs> you think he's that kind of a piece of a shit? A little bit. I think he probably was like, like, did a list of pros and cons. <laughs> he's like, hmm, maybe. I don't know. And you're like, uh, I don't like his Bart killing policy, <laughs> but I do like his Selma killing policy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I wanted to mention when uh, Mary Louise Parker after their fight and she's like I have to get out of here and she calls the travel agent and then uh, goes in the kitchen that's snowing and then goes in the refrigerator Um, that sentence sounded insane Mm -hmm. by the way when I went to Meow Wolf in uh, Santa Fe Mm -hmm. which they had this it's just an art installation it's like a house it looks like a house at first but then like for example, like you go into the kitchen and you can open the refrigerator and it's a portal to somewhere. Oh, cool. And so it's really cool. Um, but I just remember that was like my doorway into like the rest of the wildness of Meow Wolf was like, I saw somebody come out of the refrigerator and was like, I'm going in there. Bye. <laughs> and just like, went Excuse off. me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so it was just cool to see that. Uh, reminded me of that. That's all. Uh, yeah. I don't think we mentioned this, but like, or we may have touched upon it, but uh, actors play multiple parts right here. Oh, yeah. Emma, Emma so, Thompson. Thompson. I mean, so far, she's just got the one role as the nurse, like a, a very Nurse Jackie nurse. Her makeup was bad, but it fit the character. It fit the character, yeah. But, uh, I mean, Prior Walter, uh, Justin, he's, he's both Prior Walter and he was the Dom Daddy in the park. Oh, was he? Yeah. That's funny. Okay. And so I, I got to think, like, is there a connection there? Because it's like you know sure you know uh lewis is is getting fucked and he's like hurt me make me bleed and it's like he's getting give it to me i don't care yeah he's getting fucked by like you know sort of the the shadow of the thing that's causing his internal torment i like it i like it meryl streep of course is joe's mother so it's like still this position of uh like knowledge and authority mm-hmm. like but uh, also religious she's right. like a religious mom and, yeah and she was the rabbi earlier yeah so little things like that uh Belize, oh that, yeah is the travel like, agent take and, me away and yeah also drag queen give me some fantasy yeah exactly oh yeah okay we're, you're onto something <laughs> that's so. three that's a trend <laughs> so yeah li- li- little things like that i'm i'm keeping an eye out for uh-huh. um emma thompson 
we, who will later be the angel. Right. But uh, she's playing the nurse right yeah, now. Yeah, nurses are like angels in the hospital. Exactly. Totes, 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 totes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, little little things like that popping up all over the place. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm glad that they honored that in this movie. Because it's not that movies don't do that the way the plays do that. But it's less common, of course, than plays. So it's nice that, that that's a holdover. Yeah. Now I'm going to be looking for that. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be like... <laughs> fucking cloud atlas no i was oh. gonna say showgirls <laughs> okay <laughs> where we're like making connections that don't actually exist but uh hey yeah they probably didn't put those there <laughs> so uh yeah uh but still uh, like that the last scene like the 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 mirrors of fighting um mm-hmm. i was like if this goes on much longer i'm going to cry <laughs> yeah it's intense and you mentioned last episode, you're like, I'm not seeing too much directing, like, getting in the way here. And I'm not going to say it got in the way, but, like, that sequence um, where we're cutting between those two was very directed and, like, thoughtful because there were times where we're getting, like, head-on camera shots, like, people looking into the camera and you don't want that during a fight. <laughs> like, that's hard to take. It is. You know, like, yeah. usually fight scenes are filmed at a, a little bit of a distance. You see them fighting each other, but, like, you don't see them, like, looking, especially, like, Lewis, like, you know, saying, what, what, he had a line where he said something, like, I have to save myself. Mm. And I was just like, oh, because he's looking at the camera when he says it, and you're like, you're right. Mm-hmm. But ugh, you're doing it in the wrong way. Yeah, it's like both Lewis and Joe are, like, monsters in that, because, like, Joe finally figures out that, like, the only way that he can, like, make a clean break is to, like, go deeper into the crevasse. And so he's like, I'm the person with knives under the bed. And he's just like, I'm, like, the person that you're afraid of the most. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, obviously he's not actually, but it's like saying that will just cut the cord. And he just knows that, like, this is the only way to, like, make this as clean a break as possible yeah do it but it's gonna hurt people and while lewis is doing the opposite he's like we can work out schedules and visitations and things like that and uh prior's like fuck all that no you get the fuck out yeah yeah if i could get out of this bed i'd kill you like and it all rang like real fights that i've had too yeah like that's what's really most affecting it's like it's not overly dramatic it's like eh, is, when when stuff boils over it kind of looks like this yeah everybody's crying yeah i know nobody's happy about any of this <laughs> and we're two episodes in i know we've got a lot to wade through so um i look forward to it this is what we're here for this is what we're here for we're here all day folks tip your waitress <laughs> all right so uh until we come back with episode three keep your chip for the rainbow bye